Welcome to So You Want to Be a Councillor, where you'll get a realistic glimpse into what it's like to be elected to represent your community on one of Queensland's 77 councils. There are nearly 600 councillors across Queensland's 77 councils, but following the last local government elections in 2020, only 36.5% were female, just 13% under the age of 40, and even less identify as First Nations. Why is there a lack of diversity among those elected to represent the interests of the communities they serve? Is it because those who may wish to run think they don't have the qualifications to do the job? Or is it a lack of understanding about what the role involves and the positive impact working as a councillor can make? It takes a special person to both serve and represent their community. In this podcast series, we'll give you a real-life perspective of what it's like to be a councillor by chatting with previous councillors, mayors and council executives. It's an often misunderstood fact that mayors themselves are also technically councillors and their duties don't end at the close of the business day. But those who take up the honour of the position say they find it worthwhile after seeing the tangible difference they've been able to make. So how does someone find themselves in the position of mayor? I'm Rob Hazel and let's jump into the first episode where we catch up with Rachel Chambers, former mayor of North Burnett Shire and current CEO of Growcom. Queensland's peak fruit and vegetable industry body. A newcomer to Gainda and a leading figure in the region's mud army during 2013's flood recovery activity, Rachel says she ran for mayor simply because she fell in love with the North Burnett community and knew she could make a difference. Rachel tells us exactly why she put her hand up to run and how she was able to make a positive impact as an elected representative, despite being both new to the region and local government itself, a situation she describes as having been a great advantage. My name is Rachel Chambers. For five and a half years, I was Mayor of North Burnett Regional Council. Uh, Currently, I am the CEO of Growcom. So you were Mayor of North Burnett Regional Council for five and a half years. How long had you been living in that area before becoming Mayor? So I became Mayor at the end of March 2016, and I moved to Gainda in the North Burnett on the 29th of January 2013, so just over three years. So you hadn't been in the in the area for very long. What, what drove you to want to become the mayor of that area? Well, if you think back in 2013, what was happening in January was Queensland was being inundated by floods. The North Burnett, of course, was highly impacted. So My husband's family, um, his father was the police sergeant there for over 20 years. So I decided that uh, I would just pack up and go and be like one of the mud army and go and help. So what what did that help entail? Look, never to be one to do things by halves. I uh, drove in, I hired an empty industrial shed and pulled trucks off the road initially because that was a problem. There was no one getting in or out of the roads. They were congested. Uh, a lot of the trucks were uh, had uh, donated goods in it. So we started sorting donated goods, which is a huge issue in any kind of natural disaster. So I came to learn. Uh, and then we just sort of did whatever we needed to do at the time. So we ended up running what we called the Just Say Yes Centre. So uh, people from the community just came in and if they needed help, all they had to do was answer a question in yes. Do you need help? Yes. And then we'd do whatever we had to do to um, make their day a bit better. At that stage, I don't imagine that that local politics was really on your mind. What what were you doing with yourself? It's a funny thing. Uh, Politics definitely was never on my agenda. It was on my mother's agenda. So I remember being young in growing up in Logan City 
and her chuffing me off to the Logan City um, Council Chambers and I was so bored. I didn't know what she was doing, what she was trying to teach me. I just needed to get out of there. Um, and politics to me hadn't really made an impact to my into my life until that time. So I was a very late adopter into politics. Um, there's always a reason and the reason was uh, at the time the mayor and councillors came into the Just Say Yes Centre and uh, said we were detrimentally affecting the economy of the of the region by doing what we were doing and I sought to understand that opinion um, and so I, I started a dialogue with council. Did that experience give you a, a bit of an affinity as well for the, for the community there? I fell in love with the community there and then. So it was almost four months, seven days a week, um, long, long hours. And in any kind of uh, disaster response, you see the absolute best and some of the worst of humanity. So that's when I fell in love with the entire North Burnett. The experience of setting up the Just Say Yes Centre and what you were able to accomplish yourself. I'm guessing you, you were confident to do it. Did you feel that you were able to do something like that? Setting up the centre during a natural disaster, I think you have um, a great deal of time spent with community, absolutely, but you also deal with government departments. So um, we dealt with, you know, Department of Health and um, public health and, uh, of course, the, you know, the council and emergency services and SES and QFIS and all of those departments as well. So it sort of expanded my eyes as to all the different functional parts of a community. And that definitely drove me um, and helped me out with my council endeavours. So from that, from that time, you started dialogues with council. How long was it then from, from having this, this experience um, during the natural disaster for you to say, do you know what, I'm, I'm going to run for council. This is a great story because I don't think there's anyone sitting in their lounge rooms in any council area that says, you know what, my council has it 100% right. <laughs> so um, I always say you have to put your life where your mouth is. And so for me, I started, I started questioning council from that time. So I was like, why did you want to shut us down? And why did you come in? And, and why did you put that particular service there when the community obviously wanted it over here and how are you making decisions and all of those kind of things. So that absolutely stemmed from that, that first time um, and it never stopped. So I was continually asking questions and I was that really annoying constituent and I did that up until the next election where I gave myself a long, hard look at myself and said, Rachel, you have to put your life where your mouth is. It's time to um, give this a crack. Did you know what you were doing? Yes. So over the years, uh, particularly in the first couple, there was people always saying, you didn't, you didn't know what you were doing, did you? <laughs> How could you? Um, and I would say, look, no one knows in its entirety what any job or any relationship or, or anything's going to entail. You work that out after the fact. But did I do my research? Absolutely. I'm impressed by the research that you did. Talk us through, because I, you, you seem to me to be a very level-headed and thoughtful person, and you wouldn't go into something like council or, or running for council without having thought it through very, very clearly. What was the preparation that you made um, individually to prepare yourself? So I read two years worth of minutes of every general meeting 
uh, and I read the local government legislation, which since then I have worked out that very few people do, which is really unfortunate because as a piece of legislation, um, it's really easy to read. And I've read far worse pieces of legislation, mind you, since. Um, but I think that's fundamental in just by reading the legislation, I knew what was expected of the position. And I sort of, you know, that's the rule book, what you can and can't do. Uh, and then by reading the minutes of um, the council meetings, I could understand where council had come from. And I did it for two years for a purpose. So I wanted to see where council had come from, where they were in their decision making um, in case I popped popped in. And of course, the plan was to pop in as mayor. So I knew I had to sort of understand council from day one. You had confidence in yourself. Um, you don't just walk into a position like mayor. You have to be voted into a position like mayor. So how were you able to instill the confidence that you had in yourself into the, the community's belief in you? So back in 2006, oh, it's actually 2015. So I resigned from my um, job in education and then I announced it as a three-month um, job interview. So that's how I approached it, that I was going to have um, thousands and thousands of people who decided whether I was worthy of this job, and I approached it like any, any other job interview. So I made sure that I did my research. I made sure that I went to understand the communities. Uh, of course, you can't go in, you know, and meet everyone individually, so I focused on groups, so sporting groups or community groups or things like that to give bang for buck. I mean, um, any election campaign is a hard task and you will always be criticised for not going to speak to that person or that group or whatever. So you have to have quite a good strategy around it. Mine was um, get to groups. It's going to be better bang for buck and um, really get to know what their issues are. So don't do any sort of flying visits, spend a few hours with them. You'd never been a councillor before. So wanting to go straight into the mayoral ship, um, <laughs> dumb, um, <laughs> was, your, was your experience called into question during that election campaign? 100%. 100%. And uh, at one town hall meeting, uh, a voice from the floor was, uh, what makes you think that you can uh, not do your time as councillor and go straight to mayor? And of course, I said, well, the local government legislation says, because of course I'd read it. Uh, and although that may not be the right decision for everyone, I did it because I felt that I couldn't wait for another term in order to achieve the things I had read about in the, in the minutes. The council was um, had some financial concerns and it needed some hard decision-making and I knew that I was a person capable of doing that. So I needed that leadership position. We're not elected yet. Um, question marks over experience. Were there other, were there other question marks uh, about things that, that may have surprised you? Were there question marks over your age at the time? To answer your question a bit backwards, uh, no... I wasn't surprised about some questions. Yes, they were based on my age um, and potentially my family situation. So uh, the age thing was uh, what makes you think that you're old enough <laughs> for the job. Once again, it's the legislation. Everyone should read it. Uh, you only have to be 18 and I was decades past that. Um, and the other one was uh, you're a mother uh, do you think this is the right position for you? Was that something that you were asking yourself going into it? I wasn't asking myself as much as asking my family. So this, I knew that I was capable of 
delivering in this position, but my family had to agree to it. So we actually had a big family discussion with immediate family and extended family to say, this is what I'm thinking and this is months and months out. Um, this is what I'm thinking. Uh, does Who thinks it's crazy? <laughs> who thinks it's a good idea uh, knowing that everyone is going to be elected to council? So it's, a, it's basically a one-in, all-in system regardless of who you are. Um, everyone you touch, your friends, your family, um, become part of your you know, your role in community. So absolutely, it was a family-based decision. Prior to election, you you obviously had thought about it and, and discussed it with the family. The reality of the job, did it, did it pan out the way that you thought it would? Yeah, I would say so. Um, I knew it was going to be a 24-hour, seven-day-a-week position and anyone who doesn't think that is delusional. Um, you, there, there's strategies around that. So uh, after, and there's some really lovely um, friendships in local government because everyone is in a similar boat. Other councillors and mayors gave me some really great advice on the outset. And I remember one such piece of advice saying, uh, Rachel, the people that will bring you down, the people that you will hear from most is about 5% of the population. 95% actually don't care what you do every day. So stop focusing on the 5% and actually just get on and do your job. Um, things like that helped. Uh, but yes, the, the responsibility was never lost on me. And it's an interesting one because I think we've got 77 councils in Australia, 77 local government, oh, sorry, in Queensland, 77 local government areas. All of them are different. Mm. They're all unique. For your experience, you don't have one primary um, centre of population, a number of different townships. Mm. How challenging was that for you to represent equally and I guess um, holistically? Yeah, that's actually one of my campaign approaches in that, so North Burnett, for anyone who doesn't know, uh, was is a region that was amalgamated, uh, so six towns into one. And if you can think of the region, it's four hours in any direction uh, that encompasses the whole region. So one of my election uh, sort of speeches was about who better to represent the view of everyone in someone who has only been here three years who can actually um, represent everyone equally and without any kind of bias. So that's what I did. I went in and, and I'd had that flooding experience where I had just loved everyone from around the region and, and that's exactly how I worked it. What would be some of the, I guess, the career highlights as a mayor? It's funny. In a regional area, uh, of course, the financial sustainability and, and those kind of things, it's a different job to potentially um, city or coastal mayors. And, and this is something that we ought to speak about in that there's a lot of uh, opportunity for other mayors to cut ribbons and do something nice for community. And when they look back, they might be, um, you know, well, we, we got this centre up or we got this and all that. The North Burnett was much more basic. Uh, I enjoyed lobbying for a number of years to get things like uh, the John Peterson Bridge renewed <laughs> uh, and to get a water treatment plant replaced. Some people are driven to their community in a um, sort of a one-topic agenda. I've seen that go badly. So for me, you, yes, you have to be driven for your community, but 
it has to be about leaving a legacy rather than just solving a problem. Um, one of the best uh, descriptions about what we do came from a, a lovely lady who used to be a CEO in local government at Woodrow Woodrow. And Eileen said to me, um, in uh, First Nations, they think about decision-making in five generations time. So what will the outcome be in five generations time? And I took away from that something quite special in that um, I couldn't think what five generations time looked like. So we started talking about um, what we were working for were our children's grandchildren and try to frame it in that way. So it was about decision making in the context of leaving a legacy for others. That's that's quite an enormous responsibility, isn't it? And and that's one of those things, I, I guess, if you're thinking about putting your hand up to run, you've got to take into account that you're guiding your community for decades to come. It's quite the responsibility. And I think, too, the other thing that people get a little bit caught up on is, and particularly people who run for mayor, they may think, well, you're mayor. And I know that's certainly certainly community said to me sometimes, well, you're mayor, why didn't you, why can't you just make the decision? I said, well, yes, I'm mayor, I'm the figurehead. However, I just get one vote like the rest of the councillors. And I think that's a poorly understood concept uh, in Queensland. In every councillor, which of course includes mayors around the table, gets one vote each. So it actually doesn't matter what you, what a, you know, election campaign you had or what agenda item you're in there or anything like that it can get overturned quite easily um, depending on the numbers. And the other part of the legislation that people don't understand is once it gets overturned, as a councillor, you have to support it. So you don't have to personally agree with it, but you, you've signed up to supporting it because it is a council decision. Looking back now, five and a half years in the job, how would you rate it as an experience in your life? Was it, was it the best experience? Was it something you regretted doing? Never, ever regretted it. So there was some hard, hard times. Um, there was some beautiful times. There, it, was, it was quite a complete experience, if I could use that word, in that. But never, ever did I regret it. It gave me such profound life experiences that could never be replicated. Um, remarkable and probably thus far the most remarkable experience of my life. Thank you, Rachel. And thanks for listening to So You Want to Be a Counsellor. On the next episode, we're speaking to Brett DeChastel, a 32-year veteran of local government and self-described local government tragic. Brett's claim to fame is having held, in his words, the best job in Australia as the CEO for Noosa Shire Council. It's a position he held for eight years. Recently retired as the local government manager's Australia Queensland president, Brett is currently volunteering with Sherberg and working with some Cape York councils, acting as a mentor and continuing his passion for supporting Indigenous communities. It's funny, you know, I went through university and a couple of my friends have asked me that same question. And if you'd have asked me, I would have spent my career working in local government originally, I would have laughed. If you are feeling inspired to represent your community and considering running for council, go to statedevelopment.qld.gov.au slash get elected. There's a link in the show notes. 